Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Mr. Robot. Titled EPS 2.0 underscore UNM4SK-PT1.TC. Also, I forgot to silence my phone, so you got to hear a nice little notification pop. Oops. New season? Same stupid borderline unreadable titles? And good God, this season starts off. Very, very well. This premiere episode is really good. Uh, It does a great job of sort of easing us back into the world of Mr. Robot. The whole, where are they now, of it all. And while at the same time doing some really amazing stuff just to propel everything forward... At the same time. Like, it's everything a good season premiere should be. So, we get this opening sequence. I love this opening sequence. Like, the just flashback within a flashback. You start off, and we see Tyrell and Elliot on the night of the hack. And we see Tyrell, like, just looking on the hack in awe as Elliot goes and grabs the gun out of the popcorn. That Darlene planted way back when. And that's all we know. That's all we know of what happened. We don't we don't have any knowledge of where the night went after that. And then we flash even further back to Elliot getting uh pushed out the window. And we see sort of the immediate aftermath of that. And that's a great scene. And then we flash all the way to present day. And we start to see the world post-E-Corp hack. Post-F-Society hack. Which, by the way, there's a moment in this episode where Darlene says E-Corp. And not Evil Corp. Which, in and of itself, is is an amazing character evolution which in and of itself is an amazing character evolution for Elliot 
Because Elliot's just like, he's in this state of being so ashamed of the hack he pulled, uh, so ashamed of this failed revolution he launched, this misguided revolution he launched, that his internal programming of E-Corp is Evil Corp, E-Corp is Evil Corp, E-Corp is Evil Corp. Every time I hear E-Corp, my mind just translates it to Evil Corp. That's just gone. That's just entirely gone. Like, he just has this hatred of everything that he and Mr. Robot did with this hack to the point that he's just like, nope, it's E-Corp now. It's going back to E-Corp. I'm dropping the evil. That's a huge deal. That's a huge, massive thing. Had to talk about that for a second. But basically, the world in a post-E-Corp F-Society hack... I can't talk. The world in a post-E-Corp F-Society hack world... Is not great. Uh, It's kind of had literally the opposite effect... That F-Society hoped for. Uh, They hoped by erasing all debt... They would be out from under the thumb of E-Corp. Now it seems like the little guy is getting screwed over more than ever before. Which, by the way, let's take a moment and dissect how stupid F-Society's plan was. And why, of course it failed. There was no other way it was going to. Of course it had, like, the literal opposite effect. Because, like, in their minds, erasing all debt immediately meant... E-Corp dies and everyone else uh, is magically free. Of course, not what happened. And it's not how it was ever going to happen, as any economics person would tell you. Uh, Debt erased from all of E-Corp means massively reduced profits across the company. In America's largest company. Decreased profits. In America's largest conglomerate. In the world's largest conglomerate rather. Means their stocks go down. The stocks of the world's largest conglomerate go down. The entire economy goes kaput. Entire economy goes kaput. Guess what? Little guy gets screwed over. Like, it's a very simple equation that I'm amazed F-Society never did. Womp womp. (laughs) But yeah, the world post-hack is... It's bad. It's just complete crisis. We then cut over to Elliot, and he's just removed himself from everything. He is currently staying at his mother's house. Sticking to a very, 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 very strict routine. Wake up. Have breakfast with Leon. Listen to him analyze Seinfeld for five hours. Uh, <laughs> help around the house a bit. Have lunch with Leon and watch and watch him analyze Seinfeld for another five hours. Uh, go to a basketball game, help out some more, have dinner with Leon while he analyzes Seinfeld for a further five hours. And then write in journal, write in journal, write in journal, 
Uh, some da- sometimes go to a church group, sometimes sit down with Krista, blah, 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 blah. Bed. And he's just sort of removed himself from everything, maintained a strict routine, and has cut himself off from the world because he doesn't trust, as he tells Krista, he doesn't trust himself. But what he really means is he doesn't trust Mr. Robot. And the entire episode, we have this, like, specter of Mr. Robot hanging over Elliot's head, saying, hey, hey, we need to, we need to get out of here. We need to rejoin the world. Our revolution is without a leader. We need to be that leader. We need to keep going. While Elliot's just like, no, I need to have a routine, 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 routine. Uh, We have this great sequence where Mr. Robot shoots Elliot in the head. And Elliot stands up and is just like, you done? (laughs) And is writing in this journal. We have that great line from Mr. Robot. uh, Your control is an illusion. And he's just writing in his journal like, he shot me again. Apparently, Mr. Robot shooting Elliot in the head is a regular occurrence. And Mr. Robot's just flipping out like, Hey! Hey! Stop writing in your journal! Shut up! You're stupid! And then there's this amazing scene where Gideon goes to visit Elliot. And Gideon's like, Hey, so... The FBI think I may have had something to do with the hack... Please help me prove my innocence, and if you don't, I will go to them and prove you're guilty. And Elliot's just realizing, wait a minute. We framed Gideon? Mr. Robot framed Gideon for the hack? And Mr. Robot has that whole monologue about how, like, you know, if I did something, that means you did something. So you framed Gideon. And Elliot's just going along with it. Like, no, no, I can't help you. 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 Because he knows if Elliot gets near a computer, Mr. Robot could very well go nutso and say... Okay, I'm taking control now. More hack, more hack, more hack. F Society's back. Yay! So he's like, no, I can't get involved in this. 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 And Miss Robot's like, you're really going to let him take the fall? Wow. Interesting. Uh, Mr. Robot gives Elliot the illusion of him cutting Gideon's throat. Like, Mr. Robot just slits Gideon's throat, and it's just like, it's an insane visual. Like, Mr. Robot fully taunting Elliot, just torturing him to no end. And by the way, Gideon might be getting screwed over all of this. So, there's that. Uh, meanwhile, F-Society on the, on the outside... Despite the picture Mr. Robot's painting of, like, F-Society can't function without us... F Society's moving along with Darlene at the helm. 
Uh, they hack the smart home of E Corp's chief counsel. Make her move out so F Society can move in. They castrate a statue of a bull. They literally just saw off the balls of a bull statue. Which is weird. Darlene has monologues about how we're at war and we're on the losing side. Our hack did nothing. We're worse off than when we started. And most notably, they lead off a hack of the Bank of E. They go full ransomware on the Bank of E, shut down all their systems, and say, here's a countdown clock. By the time this hits zero, you need to give us $5.9 million, and one of your chief officers has to deliver the money himself. And we get this great meeting between uh, Susan Jacobs, Scott Knowles, and Philip Price. The guy who talks like this. So Philip Price is like, okay, so we need to get our our banking back. Uh, but we can't negotiate with these people. What do we do? And Scott and Susan are advising him, advising him. And eventually, Scott bites the bullet and says, okay, I'll go. I'll deliver the money. And then that's where it ends. That's where the episode ends. And I'm just going to shut up now. Let's just say this is the start of a really insane season. <laughs> a season where a lot of a lot of weirdo stuff happens. And I can't wait to dive into it. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll put those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 2. Talk to you then.